Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. So we're doing the continuing the naming sort of theme and I thought I would just um, remember some of the brilliant words that were said so far right so the uh, sorry the honour of naming uh, confers identity and to be able to look for where God is working and call call out the beauty and glory in that and see Jesus at work who's Adam M he sounds like a cool guy he is a very cool guy, yeah. <laughs> very cool guy. And then another week we had, the more I receive of God's heart, the more I can express God's heart to others. The more I express God's heart to people, the more I see it in action. Mm. Right. Steve. Steve. Right. And then I came across... Some other things. Uh, some other things. Um, we do not have peace because we forget we belong to each other. Hmm. Right, and that was some like uh, somewhat little known person called uh, Mother Teresa. That's <laughs> 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 all. Right, yeah. Um, right. So. Um, So what I was thinking of was we've talked very various things about naming and what naming means. But what what really got on my heart was um, this. Can anyone see what that is? It's Coventry. It's Coventry, yes. Um, Coventry, where we are. Okay, and. I sort of gathered some facts about Coventry, mm. obviously. Uh, Coventry, um, the word, has actually become, as well as being the city of Coventry, it has the meaning, a state of ostracism mm. or exile. Mm. So you, that's, that's a, a sort of a dictionary definition. And obviously that goes way back in its history, Right. Um, if you want to know, a coffin tree means a tree belonging to coffer. And the tree used to be a meeting place, so I don't know who coffer was, or the family of coffer, but anyway. I bet he said something really cool as well. <laughs> <laughs> you might have done. <laughs> right. Um, but the way the ostracism and things came about was because in the 17th century, soldiers... Um, Scottish soldiers initially were brought here and imprisoned and Coventry, the people of Coventry didn't want anything to do with them especially their girls and everything and so they didn't like being here because they felt ostracised and and later when soldiers were billeted here the same thing happened The, the people in Coventry didn't want to mix or allow their girls and things to mix with the soldiers so they didn't feel as if they belonged so 
that's one of the one of the theories put forward as to why it became had that sort of meaning. The other thing is about um, Coventry's motto. Does anyone know Co- Coventry's motto? Is that the city of peace and reconciliation? Is that what no, that's not Coventry. Coventry's motto is Camera Principis. <laughs> that was my next guess. <laughs> and it means the prince's chamber. Wow. Now, when we talk of the prince of the world, who do we refer to? The, the enemy. Hmm? The devil. <laughs> the prince. Prince of the world. Or Jesus. What? <laughs> or, or Jesus, depending on how, how you're yes. feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but there, there are those sort of connotations, and you sort of uh, we want we want Christ to be the centre of Coventry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are certain things that when you talk about naming, you know. What has been named over Coventry? Yeah. And so we really want to bring Christ as the yeah. name in yes. Coventry. We don't want any ambiguity yeah. in our walk in Coventry. Mm. So um, all, all I've heard, I mean, say I went, to, I went out on the leafleting with Steve, Steve on Wednesday. Mm. And it's great. I hate it, but it's great. <laughs> Any form of something that I could meet people and have to talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It has that sort of, oh, all right, if I'm just posting things through the letterbox, that's not too bad. Yeah. But it was, it was great in the sense that I just got this feeling of I'm putting something in to a letterbox and I'm just praying over it or saying something in that it's going to not be junk, received as junk mail. Oh, it's yeah. going to be received with an open heart. And going round. And, that, and then you're sort of thinking, well, that's the whole of Coventry. This is effectively the area we want to influence. Yeah. A small subset of Coventry. Yeah. Well, look how many houses there are, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. Look how many lives yeah. Yeah, are right. represented in that small area. We can't, we can't hope to go and speak individually to every single person. We were only sort of 15, 20 in number. Mm. But that's seeing it from our side. Mm. Right? We've got to see it from God's point of view. And I think we we need to, as as we're walking out, and I I started on Wednesday, you know, is it Billie Jean? You know, the song Billie Jean. And and, um, Michael Jackson's walking on a pavement and (laughs) and the paving flags are lighting up. Yeah. Well, we should be doing that. We're claiming that as we walk, we're claiming that for Christ. Mm-hmm. We're claiming that for Christ. We're claiming it for Christ. And yes, you might find that the light dims a bit, but if someone else is coming along claiming it and claiming it, 
Yes? We can declare Coventry for God, but we can, de- we can reinforce it just by where we walk. Yeah, we good. name it for Christ. We, mm. we, we declare that that belongs to him. We recognise his authority in the place, because that's what we want. We want to see his kingdom mm. come yes. in Coventry. Yeah. So... That was that was what I was seeing this week, walking out and being a bit the Billy, you know, walking out <laughs> and seeing the light spread. Yeah. But in order for us to do that, I'm going to do a bit of an illustration. Sorry, this is what I did with the children last week. And imagine each of those represents a person. Right? Okay. Who represents is represented by the little ones, the one squares in society? Who's represented by the taller person in society? Tallest person. Is it, this is, I'm trying to say, this visually is, is how people effectively see each other for positions within society. Yeah. So you've got those that society views mm. aren't in society. They're mm. not re- represented there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the dispossessed, the, the, uh, those, the exiles, those people, they're not represented because people don't want to accept them in society. We've got people who might be doing more menial jobs. They're just one yeah, square. Yeah. And then we've got maybe the Prime Minister or the King or the, the Queen, rather, represented, because we, you know, look up to... Or it might be someone like, um, you know, Bill Gates or someone like that. We look up to... People yeah. aspire to him. Why do they aspire to him? You know? Yeah. The problem is that God doesn't see us like that. Do we aspire to be someone with five, four, five, six bricks? Mm-hmm. You know? So we, our head is above the crowd. Yeah. People sort of see us and recognise us. So we're doing really well. Yeah, go on there. But God doesn't see us like that. He looks down on everyone. So, and the plan view. He's looking at the plan yeah. view. Everyone's the same to him. Yeah. Everyone looks like that. Everyone looks like that. Um, but God's looking down at us and he sees everyone at the centre of each circle like that. Yeah? What do you think the bigger circles represent? Yeah? Probably like more like higher up. In what way? What do you think the bigger circles represent? Mm. It's only a visualization of what I, uh, I'm sort of thinking. So, yeah, 
I see that as Christ in us and our influence. Mm. Yeah? Um, the, the glory, you know, God's glory we, that we, we can hold within us that we emanate. Mm. Right? So you can see that some people, smaller amount, some large, obviously I haven't put any in with, without any, but there will be some without, but it, it's, as we walk through society, yes, as we walk through people, those around us will encounter mm. something about us. Yeah. That is the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I find it? It's in here. I'll come. I'll come to it later. But it's it's just a visual a visual thing. So as we walk out, I think sometimes we can walk out on Sunday, so filled. You know, we've had an experience. We mm. walk out and we're like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as things sort of hit us from work or whatever, that sphere just uh, just dwindles. Yeah. yeah. That goes down and down. And the only way, and, and that's really because we're not fully connected to the source. Mm. So, as, you know, I can't remember who said it at the, at the week. We were there. On chapter thirty, he spent two hours in prayer every morning. So, it's the guy from Church in Reading, isn't it? Yeah, that was that. And he's, he's doing various outreaches in Europe. Is it Europe? No, he's in Wales. Oh, Wales now, and then he's going to go into Europe. So they're doing immense things there at the moment. So Chris, fashion <laughs> style, well, sort of. Sort of every comment he made was sort of like, of course, if I spent two hours every day, or, but I haven't been. It was quite. But it's about um, finding ourselves in Christ. And let's have a look. It was. Banning Leipzig. Is that right? Yeah, possibly. Leipzig. <laughs> right. Okay. He it was basically talking about a remnant and uh, how a, it's a remnant that starts a move of God. Uh, of, uh, you know, um, so from a few, an epidemic can start. And he was basically saying that we have to separate ourselves into the inner room. Um, uh, He says, people can be called, but the calling isn't the issue. All are called, but what separates you is your response. Mm. And 
you need to separate yourself to the inner room of prayer to give ourselves to what God is doing in there and to meet with God it says more can happen in a moment with God than in a lifetime of effort yeah. um, it says, he said the father is in the secret inner room um, and he says that we have in if our prayer is to be successful we have to recognize god as our father and i think some people think well that's obvious i think some people do find a trouble just m- making that connection that god is our father he isn't just the you know the the mighty one you know yeah. but he is our father um, and prayer is about persistence, and we're called to a life of persistent prayer. That's what he says. And he says the anointing of the Holy Spirit for those who go to the inner room is reserved for those who will separate themselves. So, if we want an anointing for our call in life. For revival, it can only be found in one location, and that's in the secret place. So we're called to separate ourselves. So he then went on to say, give the examples of John the Baptist separating himself. And so. <laughs> right, so he says, this spoke to me because. Um, he says, Need to kn- we need to know what God's story is above anything else. It does not matter what we see on the news. Like I'm one who likes to switch on the telly in the morning to see the news. Mm-hmm. So that did, that did sort of speak to me, sort of mm-hmm. saying, oh, where should I be going first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... We need to know God's story and he will reveal our part in his story as we approach him. Um, he says to be obsessed, consumed by God's word. And says abide, uh, then he sort of reminds us of John 15, the exchange of intimacy. Abide in me and I shall abide in you. So that was um, stunning. But one thing I found about, um, one thing I really felt about uh, the meet, the conference, was that if the the words seemed to all come about church, you know, um, and seemed to be so right for where we are. Um, so, uh, Bill Johnson first talked about uh, church growth at its finest, relating it to um, John 6. Um, and where the people responded to the miracles that Jesus performed. 
and they all gathered to him, great crowds, feeding of the 5,000, they had their miracle. And then from there, he went on to actually speak to them, and he, in what, how he spoke to them, he started to offend them. Mm-hmm. They were expecting... They, they were looking up to this as a you know wise teacher and someone who performed miracles, but as he w- as you went through the passage, he was pointing things out and it was offending them in their understanding and and it and he continued and and so as it went through, even some of his disciples left him and he was left with twelve. And. It's one of the moments when Peter comes up with another moment of his revelation. Mm. <laughs> you know. And you know, Peter tapped into the revelation. And, you know, he sort of said, Well, at what point do we stop following? How far are we prepared to to go for Christ? Mm. Have we are we still filtering by our mind? So we are listening to words and sort of juggling them about, and sort of, or are we really listening from our heart and what our heart is telling us to do? Um, and so he was saying we need to develop a new hunger for the Word of God. Um, said that if if we sort of reduce what we will do yeah, for God in our limits, then we're making God in our image. Mm-hmm. We're not put, you know, we're not feeling that, um, and we've got to remember that nothing should be impossible with God. Nothing should be impossible for those who believe. Mm-hmm. We can't limit. God, we can't put, you know, it's so easy to sort of think of what we can do within sort of set bounds because we feel safe, Mm -hmm. don't we? But we've got, instead of that, that's our own perception of being safe. We're not really, we've got to try and take ourselves and put ourselves and put ourselves in God's hands. Mm we're safe there yeah. and he's not going to let us fall yeah. but it's still a difficult concept to us and it will be we'll come across times when you really want me to do that I don't know if I can yeah. but we've got to realise that nothing is impossible and God's love is for us yeah. he's not going to yeah. let us down yeah um so, no freshly spoken, spoken word of God will ever come to you without its own ability to accomplish. Bill, mm. sir. The word of God contains the energy of God. It's life. Mm. Right. So we have to be able to... to and the secrets, you know, I'm reading this and I'm saying, all right, yeah, we go back to the secret places. <laughs> you know, um, take what God has spoken over our lives. 
and think on it, rehearse it, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Meditate on it. Yeah. Um, speak it back to God. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to think things he's not thinking. Mm-hmm. So you need, when you think you've had a word, you need to go to that inner place. You need to meditate on it. Speak it back to God. See if he's echoing that. Mm. Um, then um, the next time uh, Bill Johnson spoke about how we look, upon, look at things. Uh, a perspective now, um, when you're drawing a picture, you have your infinity in the background. So everything, mm-hmm. get, you get your perspective right. He's sort of saying, eternity is where we should be looking from. So we should be looking at things from eternity. Mm-hmm. Needs to be our preferred vision. At the moment, we tend to live. Uh, for the moment, um, the fact the fact is that we are born with a divine purpose, mm. so we have that already in us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I went on to say, life is as we know, life is but a breath, and I think Jez and I realise that that is so true now. <laughs> The years are just flying by. I don't know what it is. As you get older, <laughs> the years race by far too quickly. Um, so, um, oh, someone turn to um, Psalms sixty-seven. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among the nations. May may your grace be... God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. And um, he related it to a, a father or a parent looking over their infant... Yeah, when you you see those pictures of you know when you hold a baby for the first time, your face the face is radiant because you see the beauty, your your love for that that child, beauty, and that's that's how God looks at us. Yes, because he is love for us. Yeah, but that. That sort of radiance 
It says, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among the nations. We take that mm. radiance. We take that light, that love. We can look upon others with that sort of beauty mm. and share that radiance. Yeah. I just love that picture. So... Um, Lots of things that were brilliant things that were said. One of the things that was said sometimes God blesses us with loads of beautiful things. He says, but it's easy to anchor ourselves in those blessings mm. rather than to keep our eyes on Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that was a great sort of reminder sort of a mm. you know a pointer to keep mm. Chris uh, Valentin one of the first things he, he was talking about he was talking about God's government and prosperity that was what his title of this speech was one of the first things he said was Lord re-identified you I'm sort of thinking, oh, he named us. Let's talk about her name. <laughs> you know, um, so we need to change back into the man you were supposed to be. Um, so I just thought uh, that was great. One thing he did say, which it was talking about, was talking about in America, some people are doing sort of statistical studies how relevant these are but anyway um, some of the cities with the greatest church population are worse off in the social statistics crime Mm. deprivation things like that yet they seem to have more people that go to church Mm -hmm. and he says church has become a basket just gathering people it won't change your city I was just thinking this is so what Steve and others have been talking about recently, it was such a sort of a confirmation of what we were doing it says God owns everything and we've got to realise that ultimately everything is his at the moment, you know, we are we're in a position where we're not staking the claim for God in those areas. Um, so the world needs our leadership. So what does that actually mean? Does it mean we all have to look to become sort of the prime minister or you know MP? beyond council or anything like that it's not necessarily that God might call certain people into those positions and give a a particular grace to to work within those but if we remember Joseph how he was put in, in Pharaoh's court 
and Pharaoh didn't become a Christian, mm. but Pharaoh needed Joseph, yeah. and Joseph needed Pharaoh. And he said, um, when, when Joseph died, the Israelites mourned for 50 days, but the Egyptians for 70. Yeah. Mm. You know, we have to be, wherever we, God places us, because we're, we're not all quite cut out to be, you know, mighty rulers. Mm on a grand scheme, you know, in the world's eyes like that. But we're called to be mighty rulers of the land where we are. So wherever we are, even if our office, you know, is only sort of a broom cupboard, you know, we own that office, we declare it for God's glory. Walk out down the corridor... Let those paving slabs light up. Let let the, you know, name it for Christ. Mm. Be connected with the Father every day. Be connected, so that we can, we have His radiance upon us. Mm. We might not notice it, but if we connect with the Father. He is within us, and he, it will radiate. Mm. And as we walk down, so. mm. yeah. So he went on to say, "Take ownership of the land." The destiny in your people is not finding your people, but your land. <laughs> that defines your de- defies your destiny. Take ownership of the uh, the land. Um, and then, <coughs> Paul Manwaring, his first time he spoke, talked about. Every one of us should have a my gospel. Um, we should have a gospel. It seems foolish to, to others and offen- it might be offensive to some. But we need to know what our gospel is. And we need to live in the present and act from there. Um, Far too often it's easy for us to just live in the past. Mm. We have regret and without a victory vote. It says it's okay to have regret, but don't live there. Mm. You know, you might have done things that you regret, you know, I should have prayed for that person. I really felt I should have done it and I didn't. Mm. Well, you know, don't live there. Yeah. Live in today. Mm. It says the enemy doesn't want you in the present. Um, so, so, 
So that's just a few sort of snippets of what was said at um, those few days. But I just really felt that it it just, you know, vibrated within me as to what we we are about and how we're moving. It seemed a validation of mm. what pe- where people are, are going. We have ordered the MP3s of the days, so hopefully they should be arriving soon if people want to put them to you. You know, we can put them up somewhere. I suppose. Does that break copyright? We'll have to look at that. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> there we have. But the other thing I wanted to do today was to break bread together. Mm. I think we need to just honour God. Um, Jesus called us to do it. Yeah. But it's the act of eating together is a family thing. It, you know, it identifies us as a family. Mm. So... I don't know if we want to <coughs> bring them through to join. Yeah. 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 Yeah.